Welcome back to Shit I Should Have Read in School, the podcast where we go back and read the classic books we were supposed to read in high school, but didn't because we were too busy riding our bikes to CVS to buy nail and body glitter. Nair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nail still plays, but Nair is a very deep cut. It's uh, basically like home waxing. Not even waxing. It's just chemicals to burn your hair off. Literally. Yeah, it's very yeah. expensive as a 13-year-old. And then they printed you a receipt that was taller than your body. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're really leaning into that now at CVS. I, I actually hate it. <laughs> For today's episode, we read Judy Bloom's Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. We'll talk about why we don't have honest conversations about puberty. Because everybody's too scared to talk about periods. Let's go. And Judy wasn't. How our sex ed classes failed us. Judy Bloom probably would have done a better job explaining to me about my anatomy. <laughs> and how personal faith can be to an individual. But I do think if there is some kind of higher being, he is whatever he is to you or she. But first, let's introduce ourselves. Today, we'll share a fact about what our internal monologue sounds like. Uh, I'll go first. I'm Lisa Marie. Uh, my internal monologue actually goes along to show tunes. There's a lot of song <laughs> in oh my, my internal God. monologue. I'm going down the stairs. I gotta do the. <laughs> it's not deep. When it's deep, there's dark music. When there's yeah. no, when it's just <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there's song entirely. I feel like I have like little Zoe Deschanel in the back of my head at all times. Oh my god, I love that. I see, because for me, internal monologue just. I f- hi, I'm Lauren. I feel like internal monologue is just an- that's anxiety, right? So like, <laughs> oh, did I pack right, or did I do like was. Did I say the right thing yesterday? Did I really piss everyone off? Does everyone hate me? Like that's that's my internal monologue. But if you put it to show tunes, it would be happier. <laughs> Does everyone hate me? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love I love the show tune vibe. I'm Katie. You may not recognize me because my voice is garbage today. <laughs> but um, my internal monologue is like teeters between two things: very intense, and then also like just very like oh. If I'm driving in a car, it's like grass, tree. <laughs> so yeah. like it's very just like naming things that I see. I'm just like, it's just naming things out the window. It really I sound like a monologue. But yeah, but sure, sure. It's not really a monologue as much as I'm like, I have no idle thoughts. So my brain's like, we need to fill it with something. So they're like, let's just start naming shit. So like, that's a, that's a fun game that I play. I don't do the overthinking thing where I'm like, oh my God, I'm I don't think about yesterday. It didn't happen. I moved on. Tree, grass, yeah. tree, grass, <laughs> driving. That's it. My monologue pretty much just stops there, full stop. Yeah, wow, we're all fucking weird. Yeah, okay. In our own ways, cool. though. I gotta put more things to show. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me, Weirdo Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> you may recognize me from my show tunes. <laughs> I've sung you this song before, but. <laughs> Hope you enjoy the melody, God. <laughs> All right, well, we can talk a little bit about Judy Bloom writing, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. So. Yay, fun facts. Uh, she was born in 1938. She grew up in New Jersey. She is still alive. Wow. Um, I know. So, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret was her third book. It was published in 1970. But this is the book that, like, launched her into fame. She had two other books before this, and then this one became instant bestseller. Loved it. So we, um, we chose the right one to read. <laughs> Perfect. Judy Bloom had five books on the most banned list for the entire decade of the 90s. I'm sorry. She had five children books banned? Preteen, like young adult books banned for the decade of the 90s. This fucking country. <laughs> this Christ. was one of them, clearly. Um, <laughs> this book was banned? <laughs> yes. 
for like 15 years on the most banned. It talks about the menstruation. That's yeah. why. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in total, she wrote 28 books. Five of them were children's books. So this is not a children's book. This is a young adult. There were children's books. Um, she sold 85 million books around wow. the world. So she is crushing it. <laughs> she is crushing it. Yeah. Good for you, Ms. Bloom. <laughs> so she's still alive. And sometimes if you um, like at her on Twitter, she'll answer her fans, which I just thought was a delightfully fun fact. <laughs> that is. We should try it. <laughs> at her, Judy. I deleted my Twitter, but uh, Katie, Katie did. you're at it. <laughs> yeah, Katie. Sorry, no, I got to get back to the, the tweeting. Yeah, I'm going to totally at her with something. I don't know what yet. Are you there, Judy? It's me, Katie. <laughs> she like, never heard that one before. But <laughs> Right, right. Very original. Before. I will say, they are making this into a movie after years of her saying no to it being made into a movie. And I think Rachel McAdams is going to star, according to Deadline.com. As the mom, I'm hoping. I mean, it's the mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be hard to make her into an 11-year-old <laughs> yeah. child. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lauren, why don't you tell us actually what happens in the book? Uh, so, I mean, brace yourselves, guys. I think this, this synopsis is going to take all of 20 seconds because <laughs> this is a very short, quick book. But uh, essentially, yeah, like you said, it's like preteen. As if being a preteen girl on the cusp of puberty isn't hard enough, we can all relate. Our 11-year-old protagonist, Margaret, is also grappling with the existential crisis of if she's religious or not, and which religion she is, if so. As far as synopsizing the story goes, the book is essentially Margaret's diary, told in her voice and through her lens. So we get her backstory about how she and her mom and her dad recently moved from New York City to the suburbs of Jersey. Uh, and she's not exactly thrilled about the transition. Who would be? <laughs> Sorry, Jersey. Um, an only child, Margaret's parents eloped when they were younger because her mother's family is Catholic and her father's family is Jewish. And neither family was incredibly supportive of this inter-religious couple. So the judgment and lack of support essentially forced her parents to break away from their respective religions and raise Margaret in a secular household. So they don't educate her on any religion, but they do tell her that, you know, it's up to her once she's older, if she'd like to become religious and it's her decision as to which religion she, you know, can choose to practice. Um, <clears throat> actually, I feel like they kind of somewhat discourage her interest in faith um, instead of, you know, encouraging her to make her own decision. So I think the curiosity of not having a defined representation of God in Margaret's life leads her to talk to him often, but never be sure entirely of what he's like or what he expects of her in order to garner his favor. So she's navigating preteenhood in a brand new town, feeling a bit unanchored without a faith to belong to. But our girl Margaret still manages to find a good group of friends pretty quickly. And I'm sure any girl who's ever read this book can relate to the girl's desires to grow bigger boobs and get their periods oh. and kiss their crushes. <laughs> we must, we must, we must increase our bust. <laughs> we must, we must, we must, we must increase, increase our bust. So I'm still a 32A solid. You do that enough. Honestly, the fact that they did 50 rounds of that in one sitting, I was like, that's dedication, girls. Like that, that's religion right there, you know? Like just instead of 10 Hail Marys, you know, 50. <laughs> increase our busts, please. Um, we could all also probably relate to the terror of not wanting to be too different from the rest of your peers, either hitting puberty much earlier than everyone else, uh, like one of the girls in Margaret's class, or, you know, hitting it too late. I do also appreciate how much effort Margaret put into her search for faith. Like she actually, she goes out there and she, you know, she's a little bit of a scientist about it. She tries different faiths. She tries going to several different types of religious services. So she goes to a Jewish temple. She goes to a Catholic mass and she goes to a Presbyterian service. 
We also eventually meet both sides of her grandparents, who, of course, each take stabs at pressuring her into accepting their religion. And as much as she doesn't like being pressured to choose one way or another, she also feels like it would have just been easier growing up in a family that practiced a specific religion, just so it would have taken the guessing out of it. (laughs) Just tell me. It's fine. (laughs) Right. As someone who grew up in a Catholic family, I have thoughts on that, but I can also see where she's coming from. So this book for me brought back so many memories of puberty woes and first crushes and trying to find your voice within the safety of a group, you know, herd mentality. But with the added complexity of feeling like a core part of her life and identity was missing. She even gets so mad at God at one point that she decides to stop talking to him, but that doesn't last long. God, we're so, fighting right now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I forgot that I don't, like, I'm not talking to any more gods. <laughs> she gives him the silent treatment, essentially. That works every time. <laughs> um, clearly having a connection with God, whatever that means, was really important to her, which I found very sweet. So that's essentially the book. <laughs> Margaret just takes us through a bit of her preteen experiences, all while, while penning quick little notes to God, asking him to help her with things, and continually wondering which faith resonates with her. Okay. She doesn't choose one in the end. She not that we know. Yeah, not, not that, that we, we know. know. Yeah. Do we like that that she doesn't choose one in the end? Like, do we? What do we think? I mean, that's not the bow I needed. I really needed to find out if she got her period, right. and that's how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, no. Nice little red bow yeah. right on top of that present there. Yeah, and she does, she does. and she's not the last one. Spoiler alert. Period. <laughs> 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 Um, All right, so when we come back, we will talk more about Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Welcome back to Shit I Should Have Read in School. Now let's discuss our initial thoughts on Judy Bloom's Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Who wants to go first? Let's do it. Katie, what do you got? Katie, tell you. (laughs) We both volunteered you. (laughs) All right, so Lauren texts me. We were like, all right, we got to pick another book to read. We're doing this podcast thing. We're still reading. Lauren texts me and she goes, Katie, this is the first book where I don't think we have anything to talk about. And I was like, bitch, let me read the book first and I'll get back to you with my thoughts on this. And I get about halfway through the book and I'm like, Lauren, what are you talking about? We have so much. I have so much to talk about on this topic. You've got religion. You've got preteen angst. You've got first kisses. You've got periods. And all the while I'm thinking to myself, how do we talk about this on a podcast? <laughs> right. So it's my initial thoughts are I never read Judy Bloom Mm-mm. as a young girl, but I've always known that name. And I'm like, Judy Bloom, puberty. And boy, did it deliver. I thought I was going to get the nice little, you know, Beverly Cleary. Yes. That's who the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> <Yeah>. Beverly Cleary. <laughs> I thought we're going to get a nice little, I ride my bike to school, we do some things. No, Judy Bloom digs in. She's like, you want a bigger breast size? We're going to bring out Playboys. You want to talk about religion? Let's put a divide in a family. You want to talk about getting your period? That bitch Nancy's going to lie about it because she wants it so badly and she's not going to tell you. (laughs) Like, I was intrigued the whole time about how blatant the discussion is about something, very normal events, and I think I'm going to speak for all three of us here, that happened to more than half of the population, aka women. And this is the first time I had seen it written down. One of the girls, they're talking about the male anatomy, and she's like, ew, it's so veiny. I think most of us have said that about a dick before. (laughs) So like, I'm just like, wow, Judy, no wonder she had five preteen books banned because everybody's too scared to talk about periods. Let's go. And Judy wasn't. That's my initial thoughts on the book. That's good. Like drop. Yeah. (laughs) How does all of that, Lauren? (laughs) Well, Katie's right. I absolutely I was like, as I'm reading this, I'm like, 
It's just her thought on the day. So she's like, today I saw what's the kid's name who like cuts their grass? Moose. Moose. Yeah. Moose. She's I like, love Moose. She's like, I don't want anyone to know that he's my real crush. So I'm just going to say Peter because that's everyone else's crush. Like, Philip oh. Leroy, Lauren. I just, I was talking, I was saying to Katie, I was like, I, this just, it doesn't, there's no kind of like moral of the story here. There's no like, there's no hidden meaning. <laughs> yeah. There's no making me feel better about, you know, not having religion or having religion or not having an identity in a group or, <laughs> like I don't know but then honestly as I was writing the synopsis I was like actually this was very interesting especially the, the whole religion part of it is is what's interesting for me um I think is that's what I kind of related to the most um for the opposite reason because I grew up in a in a Catholic family so I, I was told what my religion was from day one <laughs> um so I did find it very interesting and also sweet that uh it wasn't something her parents wanted her to have and she chose to do it her on her own because I feel like at least in the beginning of people's lives um religion is not often something they choose um so I thought that was very it, it is you're right Katie it's a little deeper we've, we've got more to talk about for sure <laughs> and also it did it brought up so many memories of like me getting my period and thought I, thinking I was shitting my pants me not knowing I had two holes <laughs> until high school because Catholic school education fucking <laughs> failed me so you know I, I was really hoping they were going to go into that but I feel Judy like Bloom, I've... you let me down, Judy. Were you hoping they actually explained your anatomy to you? Yes. Still looking for that? I would yeah. prefer, honestly, Judy Bloom probably would have done a better job explaining to me about my anatomy than my <laughs> school did. So, oh. yeah. All right. Um, Samir, do you have any initial yeah. thoughts? I'd never read this before either, but like you guys, it's like a cultural name that I've always known. Yes. Um, I agree. I thought that it was like a, a sweet and honest way to tell children like real things yeah and i actually like just because you guys talked about the other things i honestly enjoyed watching the like parents in this like yeah. now that we're like 30 yeah years yes. old um <laughs> didn't we talk about leaning into this um, <laughs> yeah that's right with dorian gray yeah, we yeah. talked about leaning into a um, that's right yeah, yeah. that's right so like i like like watching the parents be part of this too where you're like yeah. oh this parents what's their marriage is an interesting dynamic their yeah. their relationship with their parents and the grandparents is an interesting like dynamic so it was it was like a very honest there was no sugarcoating for children for this yeah. book and it wasn't like in a scary way but it was like an honest way to be like yeah your parents marriage is not perfect your parents aren't perfect sometimes they are great sometimes they are fine <laughs> like well yeah. i don't and know i think I think like again because I didn't think there was a moral of the story, but then when you like read it, it it she was so, uh, like, uh, God, I hope I'm not different. Like I hope I don't mm -hmm. get my period last, or like I really want a bust, like a boobs, or so I think that it kind of gives younger girls who are going through this like, oh yeah, someone else thinks this stuff like as well. Someone else is worried about where they fit in 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 their girl group. Someone else is worried about like being quote unquote normal or you know mm -hmm. what I mean uh so it, it does kind of give you license to yeah I think it's cool because like I mean how much more honest can you get in a preteen's life right than her own internal monologue right. right like when I was a kid like these were all the things I was too scared to say out loud to anyone mm -hmm. so I'm like are you there god it's me will I get boobs <laughs> am I gonna get my period I don't know is that like we've talked about this in other podcasts but like I think like the way Judy Boom the way Judy Bloom writes margaret's character through her internal monologue you really it's very honest mm -hmm. because it's she's talking to god she's talking to herself she's having her own inner 
woes about growing up and i don't like if it was from nancy's point of view on margaret you wouldn't get that yeah yeah nancy's another character in the book who i had a real issue with (laughs) (laughs) well talking about judy bloom like why do we think that this book has is such a cultural like obviously we think that because it's the first time that it's honest is it the first time like why do you think this one stood the test of time i think like we've we've said it a few times now but like judy bloom is just a household name you're like all right Mm -hmm. judy bloom puberty got it (laughs) cool and i think the reason it stood the test of time because and the way i didn't know she had five books banned right why the fuck are you banning this book? They don't say <laughs> anything explicit. Who who has time to ban this book? You need more things to fill out your day. I'm sorry, they're talking about periods. <gasps> Spoiler alert, all women have those mostly. <laughs> like, it, just like, get over yourselves. Right. This is how this shit should be talked about. Mm-hmm. It's a true experience. And I think that's why it stood the test of time. Because like, believe it or not, this is the internal dialogue for most women. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think mm-hmm. at one point we've all looked to our inner selves and been like, shit, am I normal? Is this going to happen to me? Am I scared? Am I ready to be a woman? I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only did it bring up like the the memories of like, you know, the pr- puberty woes and like the being separated by gender into a class to learn about the, you know, the opposites anatomy and then your own anatomy, but like, you just think, fuck, I went through that. That was really, <laughs> that was like such a thing, but also now reading it with through this lens like that's really problematic right how we get taught about our bodies how we're taught about sex how we're taught about something we literally have no control over mm-hmm. as a woman you are going to bleed <laughs> and also every man making laws about our bodies came from a woman <laughs> like, so it's just insane to me that like we do we kind of put such a stigma and such a and i i still grapple with that today like i don't talk about sex as openly as like katie does i don't talk about like I don't know, just because I grew up in a very, we don't talk about that. Like, yeah. we don't share these discussions. And every time I see a guy cringe when you talk about your period, I'm like, nope, no more. You don't get to do that. Oh, man. Because you don't get to bleed. <laughs> you don't have to bleed. Mm. You don't cramp. You don't have to, you know, mm. go to the nurse's office and lay there, like, with a heating pad. I had Fuck off. <laughs> an ex of mine call it my special time. <gasps> he was like, oh, is it? And he was too scared to say period. So he he just defaulted yes. to special time. And I looked at him and I was like, am I bleeding copiously out of my vagina right now? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you so am much. I for shedding I'm not going to talk about lining? this yeah. incredibly graphically because <laughs> you can't talk about it. So we're going to discuss this graphically now. Congrats. Thank you for this. It is my special time. Like, this is this is just honest yeah like this is how it should be talked about this shouldn't be a a shame thing we shouldn't be shamed Mm -hmm. because of something that is like we have no choice in because trust me if i could choose to never bleed again it would be great if i could choose to never have cramps again it would be awesome like awesome i love that shit for me i didn't choose this life this life the gangster life chose me you know i didn't i didn't ask for this but you know do you think if you had read this in high school the way that you thought about your body or like could express your thoughts on your body would have been different. Like Lauren, you and I went to get Katie, you too. We were all in Catholic school. <laughs> I don't know why I breezed right past your little private school education there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had all the Catholic stuff. I actually beat both of you. I went to 12 yeah. years. Yeah, so you did. I'm Catholic. I, uh, I got out after eight. I only had to do eight. Yeah, you got out, I did your time. I did my time. <laughs> but like, I, I feel like we all are in agreement that the Catholic part of it really did us a disservice. But like, I actually went to public school in high school and we did have health class. 
But wait, you're saying you learned about this stuff in high school? Because by the time I got to high school, like they weren't teaching this shit anymore because we had learned no, it in middle school. The first, yeah, mine was middle school. No, because oh, on Holy Family, I they did not talk about this. That is so no. late. We, no I mean, honestly, unless I forgot. Um, the first time <laughs> that I like learned about anatomy was in Mrs. Foresta's class. Shout out. That is so well, late. At public health class. You already have your period mm-hmm. by then. Um, and like shit. I had learned more about like anatomy from boyfriends at that point than I had from like not in like a weird way um but like I no no but that is <laughs> and from my mom failing yeah. you yeah. yeah holy shit so it was not until high school that I figured it out so like if I had read this book at 12 right but like I had my mom and she'd answer questions and she, so like it wasn't that was fine but yeah. there are some questions where yeah. you're just like ah. when I think when I got my period I wrote my mom a note and I like left it on the counter <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like do you talk about this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> I was oh like embarrassed to talk, and then you the more you talk about it, the less embarrassing it gets. But like, yeah, that's so yeah. problematic yeah. though. Like the fact that you were embarrassed, Lauren. You have a similar story. You're kind of embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Me, apparently, unabashedly, was like, "Mom, I think I got my period today," and she was like, "Do you want to do tampons or pads?" And I think I was like. I think let's really jump in here. I think we'll go straight to <laughs> That's really jump like that was in here. <laughs> let's really jump in. I read the back of the box, and I was like, insert. <laughs> all right we got this i have softball practice in 30 minutes like <laughs> i was terrified of tampons terrified of tampons i didn't use them for like the first two years of my period i think and then i think it was i was like going to a pool party and i was like all right nut up or shut up you know like that's yeah. <laughs> i also have a very like traumatizing the- tampon story that i will not share but i will tell you guys <laughs> That'll be on our bonus. <laughs> um, you want to hear more about our first? <laughs> but I do. We lost the men in this in this podcast already. Well, goodbye, good riddance. No. I don't want yeah, you. Good yeah. Yeah. Speaking of men, though, like, have you ever? Have you like? You talked about your ex, who you like had to t- like explain to the fact that like men, grown men, mm-hmm. are like mm-hmm. being taught about the female anatomy, like as they progress in life. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't. They they should have watched the video too. That video, <laughs> yes. the you know the my you know here's you're a woman. You watch this on over. Like that video should be shared and vice versa. Yeah. I, we should be able to we women should see the fucking dick video that they get shown. <laughs> I don't know what is in that video. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Do they talk about ejaculate? Like what happens here? So like they should show that video. Sure, separate it men and women. If it's too controversial to show the video together because kids are immature and we'll go <laughs> dick mm-hmm. like who gives a shit show the video it's educational everybody should know anatomy because down the science one you're experiencing it mm-hmm. so the fact that people are too scared to show like lisa marie the fact that your school like didn't show you guys that video allegedly <laughs> i'm gonna text kate now and be like Did you yeah that? text your yeah. friend because we actually i don't know i went to the other catholic school on the other side of town and they did show that video <laughs> but like the fact that we're we're not allowed to watch the penis video because like ooh, it's going to incite sex amongst the fucking sixth graders guys grow the fuck up because we've because we've learned historically that if you don't teach people about it they obviously avoid it and abstinence of course is absolutely what happens not like oh my like i learned more about like any of that stuff from like from boyfriends as i went but like how embarrassing to be like 17 and like have to ask your boyfriend like the most common of like anatomy questions (laughs) i don't know it just seems like that shouldn't have been where i got it Like the the basics of human anatomy in America are so shamed yeah. that we grow up in this like, ooh, we can't talk about this. Like we don't talk about this. And like 
we should. It's it's an honest discussion. It's literally happening to young women. I'm sure men have the like a very similar thought on like, okay, I'm getting a boner. What the fuck do I do with this? Why is it rising? Yeah. Like who's who's watching that video like I, I, I don't know what that experience is like for young men and like do I need to know every aspect of it no but should I probably know before I'm sleeping with them yeah yeah like and just to get rid of the kinda... shame and the stigma around it too like guys should be learning you know this is what happens to girls and you should make them feel okay about that yeah. like they don't how would you feel if this was happening to you okay then treat them with that like as if this was happening to you I was like and like the most romantic thing like the most romantic thing but like my ex who was like oh you're special time and then my current boyfriend I got my period like in the middle of like having sex with him and he was just I was like ooh and like again I was like ooh sorry yeah like, didn't know this was coming yeah and he was like so what? Yeah. This happens. Like, of course it did. Who right. gives a shit? And I was like, well done. Yep. Sir. Correct answer. That I don't is know what the correct the answer. answer. Yeah. But like, correct answer. I was like, thank you. He's like, I'll go grab a towel. I was like, I think that would be best. <laughs> Ninth well, grade sex ed. That's where we learned it. What? Ninth that is grade what? ridiculous. Yeah. How many eight, eighth grade pregnant girls did you have? I swear to God. My, none. We had none insane. of those. No, we had none. There were nine boys <laughs> in Holy Family that I could <laughs> The male to female ratio was very off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so nuts. Also, I like, Katie was talking about it and she was like, I also hate this whole separating the boys and the girls to like teach them about body parts. And I was like, actually, I personally, I feel like that's a bit more for like making the boys and the girls feel comfortable. Like, I don't think I would have wanted to learn about I wouldn't have what asked I got. questions. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I don't think I would have felt comfortable, you know, learning about my situation. That's with, fair. Like, a bunch of boys that I had crushed on <laughs> in the same room. <laughs> but they did do for us like girls were in one room guys were in the other room and we watched vi both videos so we i watched the girl video like girl anatomy video and i watched the boy anatomy video um and spent the entire time giggling um my ass off but like giggle away at least you learned something <laughs> exactly well, yeah. not enough apparently but, <laughs> but I, have some I love that you're the only one that was shown both videos at like an appropriate age and yet you still have the most questions about I your know. own anatomy. i must have been giggling yeah. a little too much during this video <laughs> They should have made user error on your part. Part of me is like, maybe yeah. they should have even done it in like smaller groups. They're like, all right, groups of four. Yeah, yeah. Watch a little more video. Into. Yeah. Yeah. I also would be to watch those videos. Like, I, I'm genuinely like, can we go to a local like high school or middle school and like ask to watch the videos that they show? Because I'm so curious. That seems like a really inappropriate question. In today's day and age, I want to know what that, what that video is. How old is that video that you're showing kids in today's day and age? That's like, mm -hmm. is it is it from 20 fucking years ago where we were, you know, shaming people? people about this or yeah. has it evolved <laughs> as we've I think I don't know good finish I, I, I would just I would like to see the videos that they're showing to kids obviously it's probably going to vary on the state which one video they're showing um oh but I would be very curious yeah, to see that's... what that video says now and how it presents that information because I don't really remember. I think I'd also like to see that video maybe I'd learn something I don't know maybe something <laughs> I'm still missing uh, I think it's very interesting what you guys just said, though, that, like, I still think, yeah, to be people comfortable, separate the boys and the girls. So I actually don't think that's a bad idea. Yeah. Show them both videos, yeah. like Lauren said. But, like, in smaller groups is interesting because, like, the other dynamic to this book is, like, the the young women mm -hmm. pack mentality, yes. right? You've got <laughs> your, your head bitch, Nancy, right. leading the group being, like, 
you don't know what Playboy is? Go fucking get your dad's Playboy. We're going to talk about it right mm-hmm. now. She's like, I want to know. I want to know what happens to you. And then you've got, like, kind of the, all the little followers and being like, you know, can I put the boy that I'm actually interested down? Or is that going to be embarrassing? Should I just put the hottest boy in my class even though I have could give a shit about him? <laughs> like, yeah. I think, like, to watch a video like that in a small group, you wouldn't be as... I, for me, personally, like, I was very um, affected by, like, the girl herd mentality as, like, a... 13 year old because like that wanting to be normal or like mm-hmm. not wanting to be like oh i don't know about this but like can i ask about it i think a smaller group would have been oh we are terrible. i maybe felt more comfortable depending on who was in it girls are terrible nancy was still in it. i don't know if i'd still ask but so much trauma for middle school and uh, girls oh my god i didn't have that no you have that you didn't have any girl no, i just had like nice friends no i just had nice friends oh, fine. <laughs> i mean i had good friends too but like girls were bitches man yeah, I had to oh, my shit I, like i said i honestly think i have a memory problem where maybe if if it was terrible i didn't notice yeah like, well, that's great that's i'm happy about that for you. Yeah. <laughs> i like switched like teams because we'd have like one day i was friends with her and then the next day they hated me oh, yeah. and so then i was friends with her i was like uh, i got through all that shit from like you know fourth to eighth grade and was just like all right and so I hate drama. Mm. Done with that portion. Moving <laughs> on. Let's go get some nice. It stuff. took me too long to, to get to that point, Katie. I didn't get there until after college, but I'm there. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Kate texted and she said, "I was like, did we have this?" And she's like, "We had a sick, a male sixth grade teacher." She said he was supposed to be, play the video, but he was too embarrassed, so we never saw the video at Holy Family. We didn't learn about it until ninth grade. The teacher was embarrassed. Oh my This is the problem. More people need to read Judy Bloom and nut up, woman up, or shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Woman up. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy, to quote Aaron Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he didn't show it to us because he was too, well, she said she thinks he was too embarrassed, but I agree with That is literally his job. That was his job. Oh Oh my God. That's why I didn't get it. I'm calling the school right. tomorrow. I think he's work. I have a. <laughs> oh my! I, he might yeah. genuinely. I I think this book really showed to me. I was like, it's tough being a young woman growing oh up, and then what it like transitions to, and like what you see through the parents' mm-hmm. characters is it doesn't get easier. No, they sure still doesn't. have questions. Like being a woman starts by being hard because you just don't know anything about what's about to happen to you. Yeah. And you're excited, you're anxious, you're nervous about it, but, like, it's going to happen no matter what. Sort your feelings out later. And then when you grow up, like, it's still hard. And by the way, you're still bleeding. Like, it just never gets easier. And I think that's, like, what Judy Bloom was just kind of pointing out. She's like, look how innocent the young women are. Look how this internal monologue we're all having. But, like, I still think to myself, like, am I normal? And, of course, yeah. like, the confidence and whatever your experience is. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just shows, like, I don't know, I think it's very... Very cool yeah. of Judy Bloom yeah. to be unashamed of the women's body and to be like, look, I'm not ashamed. I'm going to let other girls have the space mm-hmm. to read this and feel comfortable with what's going on and what's completely normal. Yeah, I like that she talks about Judy Bloom, like the Margaret trying to be normal. And then you go up a level to her mom and her mom, like the normal thing for her mom would have been to find a nice Christian man and like to appease her parents. And she wouldn't have had the life that she had, but she like, so she should like... Judy Bloom shows like here's if you take like an alternate path you could be fine too you can have a husband who loves you and like yeah you won't not have problems yeah you're still gonna have to deal with your in-laws welcome to everybody's life but like (laughs) (laughs) hail as old as time am I right Lisa Marie (laughs) but then like even you go up one more level and you see the two grandmoms and they're just like so old school and you can like 
even from a 12 year old's perspective, you know that they're wrong. You know yeah. that they're wrong to yeah. like punish the mom. Yeah. And yeah. you have like two different sides. You have the one who's like, you know that she's wrong for punishing her daughter. And then right. you have the other grandma who just like wants you to be Jewish and like love you too much. <laughs> and like you have like the spectrum of like all well, these three different layers of women you can see all these different avenues. You always expect adults and your parents, especially to, to, you know, be gods essentially like, and then as you get older, you realize they're incredibly fallible. So like <laughs> the fact that her Margaret's mom's parents didn't talk to her, like she cut them out and they didn't speak for what, at like least 13 years. Or yeah. Something like, something like, like that. that. Mm -hmm. um, and then when they get their one shot to see their daughter and their only granddaughter again, they still are assholes about religion. Like yeah. you didn't learn your fucking lesson after 13 years of your child cutting you out of their life. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting that, you know, adults are really not, we're not, we don't have all of our shit together. Yeah, it, I feel like it was like a Judy Bloom's like graceful way of being, of being mm -hmm. like people would rather be right, right. than learn something yeah. or accept someone different than yep. themselves. And like, it's a nice little lesson to put in this book in such a discreet way. Be like, yeah. yeah, you're going to come across these people your whole life who would just rather be right than yeah. like shift because they love you. And yeah, I'm like, oh, that's. I was very happy it wasn't like the quintessential nuclear family. Like, yes, it was mm -hmm. one mom, one dad, one kid, but like it mm -hmm. wasn't nuclear in that sense. Like, they didn't have, you know, God at the center of their household and mm -hmm. they, they had messy fucking parents. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't like he worked and she didn't. Like, exactly. It was, it was a very good, like a very modern, considering it was written in 1970, it was a very like yeah. modern. Yeah. take on what the family could be, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. I can't believe we had this much to say on this book. Wait, well. <laughs> I know we're not done. I'm yeah, I was going to say, our next really? question was like, Margaret, like half of this book is talking about the female body. And then the other half of the book talks about like why she's trying to find her own God. Mm -hmm. Considering all of us went to Catholic school and I know that like all of us, it's not <laughs> important to now. What, what were your thoughts on the fact that this 12 year old cared so deeply about God? I, I kind of loved seeing her journey as somebody, you know, we all have the same story here. So like, you know, who's somebody who came out Catholic school, God was there. It was just always, he was always an omni omnipresent being. Mm -hmm. Talk to him. Omnipotent. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sin omnipotent. There it yes. is. Omnipotent being. But I thought it was very cool. Like, I think you learn two things too early in the Catholic church. Like you part your hair on one side and you chose the wrong side and you get confirmed. That's like my thoughts on that. And like, you choose those two things too early. And I think for Margaret, like, I love that she was doing her own research. Yeah. She's like, all right, I'd like to be part of a community. I'd like to choose the right community for me. And she went out and so like, I kind of found it endearing because I didn't have to do any of that work. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh no, just eventually I, I figured out that I was like, I don't really, yeah, I don't need all this. This seems all wonky to me, this religion thing. So I'm going to figure out my own. So like, I'm still going through that. Like, is there a God? Is there not a God? Like, who am I talking to when I want something good? Or if I, who do I consult? Who's consoling me in my internal monologue when something bad happens? Sure, maybe something, maybe it's just my own thoughts. Right. But I thought it was like really endearing that she kind of wanted to be a part of the community so badly that, but she didn't want to choose the wrong one or didn't just choose the coolest one. She was like, you know, the other girls whatever their religion was that they went to synagogue or if they were Catholic, she wasn't like, oh, I like the her, I'm just going to choose her religion. She was like, no, I'm going to make this about 
my own journey and my own relationship. And I thought that was very cute and very uh, mature, actually, for a 13-year-old. I also like that it's kind of, like, stripped back to, like, the core of what religion really is for people, like, what faith really is for people. And it's it's belief in something, right? It's, like, hope about something. It's, like, the the thought that there is a greater being outside of yourself that's, you know, affecting your life in whichever way. And if you live your life a certain way, you know, maybe that works out. <laughs> maybe good things happen. Um, maybe not all the time. But also when bad things happen, you've also got kind of something to turn to that's comfort, right? So I mean, that also for such a young girl, seeking that out and and talking to God and having like the person outside of herself that wasn't her friends, wasn't her family, that she had found comfort in. Like it's something she wanted, chose for herself and made her feel better, even though she wasn't fully sure what that was and what that looked like. I think she wanted more like, she wanted guidelines, right? Like, because yeah. talking to God, she didn't have an issue with. And I do like at its core, I, I don't know if I necessarily believe in God, but I do think if there is some kind of higher being, he is whatever he is to you or, or she, you know what I mean? Like, I think uh, the, it's it's personal to every single person and it, it that, that's what it should be, right? If there's really this omnipresent being, then they should have the capacity to be individual to each specific person and what that person like wants and needs out of that kind of relationship. So I thought that was very, like you said, sweet. Um, I thought it was a nice little like stripped back, back version uh, where it wasn't also telling the reader, Judaism is right. Christianity is right. Like she also wrote that she would have tried, I think Hinduism, right? Yeah, she does say like, I didn't try these, but I'm open to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I just didn't know anyone who practiced those, but she was, yeah, exactly. She was going to research for sure. And I love that. Like, I love that curiosity. I love that search for, for discovery and finding out for herself. Um, But I also just loved that there wasn't a right or a wrong answer because I don't, I agree. I don't think there is a right or a wrong answer. Faith should be, whatever it is for you. It should be personal and it it shouldn't be <laughs> uh, forced onto other people. Um, and it should it should bring you comfort ultimately. So I, I kind of, I loved that. It was very sweet, especially as someone who is not religious whatsoever. I remember the exact moment I broke with the Catholic church. <laughs> um, but I think it's very sweet that she she wanted that community and that, that identity, that anchor. So. I thought it was like a cool concept too, because she could have like, religion was a, a conflict like Mm -hmm. in her parents marriage so she was brought up until she's 11 knowing that like religion is the reason that her parents have this conflict in their marriage and instead of being like well obviously it's bad because Mm -hmm. it was bad for them she was like all right it was they had a rough go let me explore yeah other things like it was a moment where she could have been like fuck religion obviously it ruins everything but she didn't she was like let me let me explore this new opportunity if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. At least I tried. Yeah. So, yeah. It was like a, a very mature thought to place in a 12-year-old. <laughs> it was. Yeah. For someone yeah, who was talking were. to God, asking him for boobs, she was she <laughs> very mature. <you> know? <laughs> I still think that's pretty mature. Who else are you going to ask? <laughs> I know. I do love, I mean, then you, like, she is very mature, right? But then you do see the monologue that she's having with God, and it's always, like, asking him for favors kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So her God is a God that like makes her look the way she wants to look and, and whatever. Um, so that, you know, brings it back to the, oh yeah, she's 12 years old. But mm-hmm. um, well, even no, when she was bad. like, um, so another nice lesson that I thought was in the book was the girl, Laura D- Dinker. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. Laura, Laura, I want to call her Laura Dern. That's not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this Laura girl, she's more, she's like built like an eighth grader in this little fourth grade <laughs> classroom. So instead of like people feeling like, oh, she must have no community, they call her a slut. Yeah. And so it's like yeah. your first kind of go ahead at like slut shaming. Yep. But then at the end of the book, they do come back to like, Where did Laura Dern that? calls her ass out so quick. Yeah. She's like, bitch, you're me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a good lesson in like, yo, don't believe everything you hear. And also like, just because somebody's different doesn't mean that like the worst thing is true about them. And so. grass is always greener, right? Because yeah. Laura was so embarrassed that she had boobs as an 11 year old, right? Yeah. She was so embarrassed that kids treated her differently and she would have given anything to look like the the girls who wanted to look like her. Yeah. So it's like grass is always greener, man. Everyone's got it tough. Mm-hmm. Everyone is gonna, you know, find fault within themselves. I, I loved that interaction. I really did. I yeah. was happy that like she, uh, Margaret gave her that shit. She was like, you're slutty. And then Laura was like, why do you think I'm slutty? Who told you that? Why do you just believe that is true? Mm-hmm. And then she felt like a real asshole for, yeah. for being a dick to her. And I'm like, good. You yes. should feel like an asshole. And she was like, anymore. God punished me because I was mean to Laura. And right. so it was like her first like little contrition. Yes lesson learned and not yeah. people like that and not just believe things. yeah for the story to just be a, a a part of her day i learned it's a good a group of lessons yeah uh, yeah you're right um you're right i am so curious how i would have reacted to this book as like an 11 i know i don't know but if i do have uh, any kids they have to read this book because i do think it's I, very I kind of agree yeah i don't care that it was written in 1970 <laughs> great job <laughs> Lesson still holds. Also, fun fact, they modernize it every, like, couple years. So they, like, just give her, like, new... Oh, good. They'll have iPhones in the next version. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they did it with that's... cell phones, but, like, it's not the same yeah. version. There's a new updated one since 1970. Oh, oh. no way. I didn't know that. That's cool. Honestly, I like that. I like that that's it grows. Cool. Yeah. It grows with the... Oh, my God. That's awesome. I just... There were so many stories in this, like the bra story where you were like, I we're know. showing up tomorrow with bras. I remember there was one day I was sitting in the cafeteria and this girl turns to me and she's like, you don't wear a bra. And I was like, oh my God, I'm eating lunch. <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now? Like, hi. And no, I had like my my yellow uniform that was like weirdly see-through mm-hmm. on and I was like, I'm not wearing a bra. She's right. First of all, I still don't need a bra. <laughs> did I need a bra at 11? No, I didn't need one then either. But did I go to Kmart and I was like, mom? Tonight's the night. We're getting a bra. I need one. I got to show up tomorrow. I show up tomorrow in a Joe, what was it? Joe Boxer was the mm-hmm. Kmart's big mm-hmm. brand. I show up with a smiley face sports bra on. Don't need it. It's way too big for me. And I show up and she's like, you bought that bra last night, didn't you? And I was like, nuh-uh. I didn't. I've had this the whole time. You've just never seen it. Oh. What the fuck was that interaction? Why did I have to go through that? No. Margaret went through Margaret it. Margaret did go through it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. So all in agreement. This actually was very delightful. It was delightful. Mm-hmm. Turns out we had a lot to talk about. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So when we come back, we're not coming back. Lauren, how are you? Uh, you don't have a word for us this week? I, you know, it's funny thing. 11 year olds don't really have a whole lot of words <laughs> that I that I haven't seen. Um, That's probably part I, of the charm of the book, though, is that there wasn't anything that you didn't know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you and Katie probably were reading it like going, this is great. Uh, there aren't any words here that I don't know. I honestly mean. was hoping you'd still pick one. Yeah. I could be like, nailed it. Got what it. What would I want right? <laughs> Menstruation. Yeah. Do you want me to pick that word? <laughs> like that's the only like. 
uh, well, I just found it funny. The one part of the book where they're learning about their periods, the the woman she said in the video pronounces it menstruation, like with a double O. <laughs> And so every time she said like menstruation, Margaret would laugh a little bit to herself. And I, I found that funny as well. Um, I, I can look up a word of the day on, you know, Merriam-Webster.com if that works fine for you with guys. me that, uh, you know what, we can let this book not have a yeah, word. Yeah, the simple charm of this one is that there's no quiz at the end. It's for you, Margaret. <laughs> Margaret, yeah. Margaret, you know did what, Margaret, yeah. Judy Bloom, thank you. You don't need to learn thank anything else. Giving me a break. <laughs> <laughs> love it yeah no all right well then thank you for listening and reading along join us next week we're going to read fahrenheit 451 book burning burn all the books that's what i know florida loves this book (laughs) (laughs) too controversial (laughs) i don't know we're gonna find out find out all right all right talk to you soon light it up Bye. bye